Welcome to the Brave Church Podcast. Thanks for listening in today. Regardless of what you believe, where you come from, or what questions you might have, you are welcome here. Our mission is to help people find and follow Jesus. If you want to partner with us, or if you're interested in more information, head over to brave.church to find out more. There you'll see resources to help kids learn more about Jesus, discussion guides for this talk, as well as ways our Brave Compassion team is responding to needs in this season. To catch the full Brave release, including worship and other updates, check out this talk on YouTube. Now, thanks for joining us. We hope this talk helps you find and follow Jesus. Welcome to Brave. If this is your first time to attend church online or in person, we're so glad that you're here. And we just started a new series called Building with Faith. You know, healthy change in our lives requires faith, and faith always requires growth. But faith is not an inactive thing in our lives. It requires us to stretch and to move outside of what's comfortable to us. Strong faith is built as we learn to work it out in our everyday lives. Before the pandemic hit, I had started working out at Orange Theory, and it was really hard. I mean, the first thing I did was pull a hamstring. Then I pinched a nerve in my back. Uh, During one workout class I was in, I had to stop 10 minutes before the end of the class and go sit in the lobby. After class was dismissed, all these young moms and girls are coming by. Are you okay? Did you have a heart attack? In one class, I was lying on the floor in the core area, you know, in a fetal position. When the instructor comes over, gets down and whispers into my ear, Darren, do you know what my number one rule is? I said, no. She said, don't die on me. I was like, thanks. That is so inspirational. I guarantee she's not saying that to all the other young moms in my class. But at the end of each class time, there's this part where you stretch. Uh, I, don't, I, don't, I don't really stretch well. It's, 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 it's not my thing. And uh, we had to do this one stretch where you, you sit and, and down and then you kind of move a knee towards your chest and then you pull your foot back behind your backside. And then on the other hand, you kind of reach out to touch your toes, you know. And I'm over there kind of like a, I don't know, like a bear, you know, with a paw swatting at my toes, which... I've, I've never touched. The gal stretching next to me was like, um, I mean, she was everybody's friend. She, you know, that she was a buddy. She was a mom. I think she was an ex-Marine. And she looks over at me and she sees me just kind of failing miserably. And she says in this deep voice, good effort, Darren, good effort. I, I didn't know whether to say thanks, buddy, or salute her or something like, mom, could you give me some help? You know, how is it when someone says in a gym, have you noticed when they say like good effort, it means you can't do it, but nice try. I mean, that's what that means. What was really embarrassing is, is that that day I did my entire workout not knowing that my black workout shorts were inside out and on backwards. Now, at this point, you might be asking yourself, why is this guy putting himself through this? I mean, this is so embarrassing. It sounds terrible. Dude, get a treadmill in your garage and hide yourself. Here's the deal. I've been weak and out of shape for way too long. And I got to the point where I was just done. I had had enough. And I was ready to get back into shape, even if it meant being humiliated on the floor at Orange Theory. Maybe for some of you, you're here today and you feel a a little embarrassed by your faith. Maybe your faith hasn't been stretched much lately. Maybe your faith feels pretty weak. Maybe you don't know where to start or how to exercise it. But you're here and you're listening, like a fitness class that you're, you're not conditioned for. 
You're going to church, but going to church can be a little bit intimidating sometimes. Here's what I want you to know, and here's what I believe God wants me to say to you right now. The work is worth it. Building with faith is work, but it's worth it. You have to stretch yourself. You have to endure some pain, and you have to be willing to exercise your faith even in times of great uncertainty. Which brings us to Abraham and Sarah, the first family of faith. A couple who was willing to obey God against all odds. They were willing to change. They were willing to grow. They were willing to hear God's prompting in their lives, and they were willing to stretch and exercise their faith. Whatever your spiritual journey has been like thus far, we hope to encourage you to follow God. Because we believe that following God is the wisest path to building a great life. The problem is, is that most people want more from God without doing the work. They want the reward of faith without having to wait in faith. God doesn't work that way. He wants us to trust Him and and put our faith into action, to build our lives with faith. Which brings us to today's passage. In Hebrews chapter 11, we're going to pick up on verse 8. It says, By faith Abraham, when called to go to a place he would later receive as an inheritance, obeyed and went, even though he did not know where he was going. By faith, he made his home in the promised land like a stranger in a foreign country. He lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. And so from this one man, and he as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. Abraham and Sarah's story actually begins in Genesis 12. It's a famous passage that tells us how they were first asked by God, called by God to build a life of faith together. And so let's go to Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. It says, The Lord had said to Abram, Leave your native country, your relatives, and your father's family. Now, depending on who you're related to, that could be an easy call, right? (laughs) And he says, Go to the land that I will show you. Number one, if you're taking notes, building a life of faith involves leaving what is familiar. God calls Abraham and Sarah, he says, to leave their native country. God says, I want you to leave what you now know for something better. Leave what is familiar to you. Leave where you used to live. When I leave my home, I leave what is familiar. Where I used to get my haircut, where I used to shop, where I went to school, where I used to spend our holidays. Thinking of leaving as a metaphor for change. You know, many people say, I grew up in this city or this place. But where we live isn't just a physical place. It's an emotional and spiritual place. It's not just where we used to live, but who we used to be. Some might say, for example, I used to live in a way that I I felt like I had to please everyone because I didn't want to displease anyone. Or as I was growing up, I used to live in a fear of what others would think of me. Others would say, I used to live on an anxious street. 
I was so full of worry all the time. That's where I lived. Some people say even now I struggle living in a state of anger and frustration. Or I find myself living for one more drink. Where do you live now? Some would say, I feel shame. I'm living with a lot of shame. I live with insecurity. I'm living with no peace. I'm full of regrets. So for me to leave where I'm currently living, it will require faith. I will need to believe that on the other side, God has something better, a better place for me to go than fear or worry and insecurity. What would leaving your country where you used to live mean to you? And what is it, what is that thing that stands in your way? Change is about leaving what is comfortable, my routine, my patterns, my habits. Health experts say that, that you know, when you're taking a warm shower, a nice, warm, comfortable shower, at the end of it, turn it into an ice cold shower and just Turn it all the way cold and let that cold water hit your forehead and your chest. And they say that that's good for you. You know, jolting your system is good for you. Taking an ice cold plunge and shocking your body is good for you. I've tried it and it was shocking. Just thinking about it gives me the willies. But I'll have to say it was exhilarating. When was the last time you did something for the first time that required faith? God called Abraham to leave what he knew and was familiar with to gain what he did not know, something far better. If you want to build a life of faith, it means being willing to obey God's voice. You have to trust that no matter how much you know, that where God is leading you will be even better. Abraham was willing to go because of his confidence and his faith in God, a confidence and a faith that would be tested over and over again in his life. I've been pastoring for quite a while, and I can tell you that every time I speak on Abraham leaving his country, someone thinks God is telling them to move. And maybe he is, but that's not the point of this message. The point is not so much that you need to physically move anywhere. The point is you need to be willing to leave and let go of whatever has got you stuck. Are you stuck at your job? Are you afraid to take on new responsibilities? Are you so comfortable that you would never think of changing anything in your life? Are you stuck in unforgiveness, unwilling to go and talk to that person? Are you stuck in complacency? Are there habits that make you settle? If God were to ask you to leave something right now, what would that be? Building a life of faith involves leaving what is familiar to us. Number two, building a life of faith means finding faith for myself. God told Abraham, he said, leave your relatives and your father's family. Abraham's family story began in Genesis chapter 11, when his father Terah felt led to leave her and go to the land of Canaan. Canaan land is a type and shadow that represents the promised land. It represents God's best for your life and living in all that God has for you. 
You know, many a spiritual song has been written and sung about Canaan land. Canaan land is not where you are, it's where you want to be. But Terah didn't go all the way to Canaan. He stopped. And in Genesis 11, verse 31, it says, But when he came to Haran, they settled. We don't know why Abraham's father settled. But we do know he set out to take his family to Canaan. His destination was Canaan. But Haran is where he settled. That's all we know about Abraham's father is that he settled. Why did he stop? Was it fear of the unknown? Was it insecurity? Was it uncertainty? All we know is he settled. Living in Haran for Abraham became a place of transition, not his destination. Abraham had to find his own faith. He had to learn to hear and obey God's voice for himself to leave where his father had settled. You know, many people are raised in families where there is no religion, there's no faith, no relationship with God. Others, it was just a thing you did on Christmas or Easter, while some went way the other way. Religion in your family was so severe, so intense, so graceless, that you were turned off by it all. And so you ran. You ran as far away from religion as possible. Every one of us has a different story when it comes to their family's influence, good or bad. Some families nurture a relationship with God, others repel you against it. And that's why spirituality is often a coming-of-age experience. It's a time when God orchestrates an opportunity for you to choose faith. It can be through a crisis point, a life transition, maybe the example of a friend, a mentor, someone whose life you've admired, or your spiritual journey can start out as a time of reflection, self-evaluation, a belief that, man, there's got to be a bigger purpose for my life than this. Learning to build your new family of faith, breaking free from fear of family and friends and following God's leading in your life can be so hard and yet so liberating. Building a life of faith means finding faith for yourself. Number three, building a life of faith requires perseverance. God said to Abraham, go to the land that I will show you. I found that God often moves us one step, one mile, one place at a time. We think a place, a season, is about arrival, but God uses these transitions in our lives to ready us for more. Oswald Chambers put it this way, we must never put our dreams of success as God's purpose for us. His purpose may be exactly the opposite. We have an idea that God is leading us to a particular end, a desired goal. He is not. The question of getting to a particular end is mere incident. What we call the process, God calls the end. We want to arrive while God wants us to keep growing our faith and pushing us never to settle. By nature, we all want more, but without the risk. And so God allows trials and challenges and difficulties to grow us and even uses barrenness to change us. 
Have you noticed that when we find a good thing, we want to settle in? Isn't that true? You know, you find that home and you build your nest. You find that job that pays you well. You become comfortable and you say, why leave what I know for what I don't know? Abraham's family was at the end of an era, a season in his life when God spoke to him. His family was facing a transition point, a turning point. The ancient Greeks, they spoke of of the passage of time in two ways. Chronos, which we get our word chronological. It's the telling of time, what time it is. And Kairos, for which we have no counterpart in the English language. Kairos is time that is filled with an opportunity, a moment, a pregnant moment with significance and possibility. It's a turning point in your life. It's a moment in time that demands action from you. God commonly speaks to us while we face these transition points, while we are waiting for what's next. I've been challenged in my faith journey never to settle many, many times, to not give up, to not give in, and to take captive thoughts that are meant to cripple me and stop me and cause me to settle. Yes, faith can lead you to a change in a location, but more often than not, your next step of faith, it's about a change of heart, about giving up control and surrendering the outcome to God. God might be saying to you right now, go to the land, go to the place in your heart that I will show you. Let all your heart trust in me. Give me every part of your heart. Let's go to a place where we've never been before in our relationship together. Abraham was looking for a city, a place that was built by God for him, a a place beyond this earth, a place called heaven. 1 Corinthians chapter 2, it says, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. God wasn't just calling Abraham to a new physical land. He was calling him like he had called his father Terah before him to Canaan land. Yes, it was a physical land and a location, but it was ultimately a new heaven that was awaiting him. Hebrews 11, verse 9. By faith he made his home in the promised land. Like a stranger in a foreign country, he lived in tents, as did Isaac and Jacob, who were heirs with him of the same promise. For he was looking forward to the city with foundations whose architect and builder is God. Abraham is a type and a shadow of us. You and I are pilgrims who are learning to follow a heavenly call while on earth. This is not our home. Building a life of faith involves leaving what is familiar. Abraham obeyed God's calling at age 75 to leave his home, his place of comfort. And he never stopped having faith until the day he died. And it's not about who we are now or what kind of family that we have come from. It's about building a life of faith means finding my faith for myself. It's about my willingness to obey and follow him into a new path. Building a life of faith requires perseverance. 
What are you willing to endure to get to the things that God wants to give you? You know, it cost Abraham something to follow God, but in the end, God always had something better in mind. Check this verse out, verse 11. It says, And by faith, even Sarah, who was past childbearing age, was enabled to bear children because she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Sarah's story reminds us that God is wanting to lead us through faith into the birthing of his will. Faith delivers God's will. How does Sarah and Abraham's journey of faith speak to us today? Number four, building a life of faith is about believing. It says in verse 11, she considered him faithful who had made the promise. Sarah believed God. She placed all of her trust in God and she waited to receive from God what only God could do. God gave a hundred-year-old man and woman the ability to reproduce. He gave them a child born out of season. When they should have been buying Depends, Sarah is sending Abraham out to buy more diapers. They faced their family who had settled in Haran. They faced their personal fears, their old way of life, their patterns, their mistakes, just like you and I do. And through it all, their faith in God gave them a better life. God is calling us all to something better. You know, one of my favorite verses reminds me that, that God is at work in my life, that it is God who's brought me to this Kairos moment, this turning point of change. Isaiah 43, verse 19, For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make a pathway through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. Sarah's pregnancy and birth represented a new beginning of faith for her and Abraham. In verse 12, it says, And so from this one man, and he, as good as dead, came descendants as numerous as the stars in the sky and as countless as the sand on the seashore. This means Abraham was so old that he was as good as dead. How many of you can relate? And yet out of death, he gave birth to a child in faith with Sarah named Isaac. Isaac was offered as a sacrifice as a type of God offering his son Jesus. And now through faith in Jesus, millions and millions and millions of people have found faith in God as numerous as the stars in the sky. Sarah's barrenness led her to fruitfulness. Let me say that again. Sarah's barrenness led her to fruitfulness. When you build your life with faith, it has a lasting legacy beyond what you will ever know in your own lifetime. When you grab a hold of the new thing that God is doing in faith, when you say yes to the new thing, you will see results in your life like you've never seen before. Jesus said, I'm the root of Jesse, the seed of Abraham. He said this, he said, I am the resurrection and the life. I bring life out of dead things. He says, the one who believes in me will live even though they die. God is wanting to do a new thing in your life. As you take steps of faith, what do you imagine is the new thing that God wants to do in you and for you? 
Take some time this week. Write it down. Think about this. What is the new thing that God is wanting me to do right now? What is God wanting to do in me and through me at this time in my life? Building a life of faith is about believing. You see, there's only really one city, one place that God is calling us all to go to, and that's a heavenly city that is built and prepared for you by God. What matters most is that you trust in Him now, that you place all of your trust in His Son Jesus and what He did on the cross for you, so that one day, like Abraham and Sarah, you receive the most important inheritance of all, eternal life. Are you ready to begin your journey of faith, to receive forgiveness of your sins, to receive God's grace and repent of all your sins and follow Him? I'm going to share a prayer of salvation. And if this is in your heart, you can make it your own prayer as well. Heavenly Father, I just want to come to you and recognize that I'm a sinner. I've made all kinds of mistakes in my past, in my present. I'm sure I'm going to stumble again, even in my future. I need a Savior. And I see what you've done on the cross for me, dying on the cross for me, the shedding of your blood to cover all of my sins, past present, and future. And today in my heart, I feel a sense of faith rising within me. I don't have all my questions answered, but I have a sense of faith that I want to make a decision. I want to make peace with God right now, and I want to begin to follow you for the rest of my life. Father in heaven, I give you my whole life. I place my trust in you. I place my life in you as a follower of Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us for the Brave Church Podcast. If this ministry is impacting you, please consider giving to support what God is doing through our church. For questions or to get connected, please visit brave.church. We'll see you next week.